Hello, welcome for a, a somewhat offbeat but hopefully entertaining episode. Um, the episode uh, between between the episodes, and this is our Darkport Roundtable. Yeah. Hello, first one. Far away friends. First, first one. one, first, but certainly not the last. Um, to that point, I think I think holding these periodically, you know, in between uh, season breaks will be will be a good thing. And tonight, uh, since our faraway friends and my troopmates have heard me yammer plenty, I'm more interested. I'm, I'm, we're going to pass the uh, baton over to your girl, Miss Tatiana. Your girl. And Miss Tatiana is yo, going yo. to hostess uh, be the hostess for this evening Yay. for the roundtable. I've got a I've got a few uh, a few questions I want to ask at the end, but. Um, and then we'll probably open it up at the very end. We'll try to keep it down to um, round hour and a half or so. We'll check in and, and see, um, or sooner if we're if we're out of steam. But I, with this group, I, I doubt that. <laughs> we don't talk at all. No, there's there, there, there's no talking. And tonight, um, uh, two two things I two things I want to acknowledge. Uh, one of them is that. Um, uh, no, not yet. Not, not yet. Because we're going to retire. No, well, I'll, I'll start with number two. Tonight we're retiring this candle of tales. Oh. Candle of tales. This is the last one. So this oh. candle of tales has seen us through the first story arc, uh, the gathering. So good. It's been very good for us. Uh, I love this. I love the smell on it. It's kind of a unique, uh, unique one. So we're going to have one last go with the candle of tales, and then we. Sh I, I feel like. Because we're going to be at this a while, y'all. I feel like we should like have a little museum of historical candles. The timeline, yeah, with the timeline of twenty twenty three. Oh, can we can we do that? Can we can we write when we retired each one? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Let, let's do that starting tonight. Oh my god. Um, and uh, and my woo, ADHD brain already got forgot the first point, so oh. that's fine. That one's that one's more important anyway. Oh. Um, and with that, uh, do you want to? Go ahead and light it, then, we I guess. Wait, yeah. are we doing, like, a goodbye serenade to it? Yes, we are. <laughs> Ooh. Serenade okay. Candle of tales. Yay. That was gorgeous. Uh, nice. We did it. Oh, it's we did it. We did do it. The, the, flo the floor is thine. Thine. Um, yay. So excited to be here with all of you and just chat a little bit more uh, off the cuff about our characters, about our time playing together. Um, and just, you know, we're humans here. We all have other lives, other embodiments that aren't mm. uh, in Germantum. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie doesn't have problems. <laughs> no, Donnie is what dark for Titus at this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, it's true. He has a cot behind, you know. Oh, with the baby in it. Yeah, yeah with the baby in it. Yeah. <laughs> You're bringing me to D&D? &D? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I'm seeing this as an opportunity for everyone to get to know all of us a little bit more and, and each other more. Um, I, sure. I curated some questions that I genuinely wanted to ask, and, and there'll be space for all of us to ask each other as well. And I think, I think everyone declined hearing the questions ahead of time, right? Cool. I gave Corey a little. Okay, no, that's wow. well. You probably got some heavy questions for. Her. Well, hey, yeah. so we'll start over here. We're gonna start. Um, 
What is your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> Blue. Blue, yellow. Let's start with you, Allie. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Plot twist, huh? Plot twist. Mm. So some might say rage used well as a superpower, um, similar to Nalishly. And how do you channel rage in your life? Mm. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a okay. We're just we're just going. We're just getting get right into okay. No, don't worry, don't worry, guys. I'm tuning into all of you. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Yeah, no. I like to. I think Nilishly's been a really great like teacher for me in terms mm. of how to channel rage, and especially the episode with Oe Kappa was very. Uh, interesting. I felt very frustrated just to tie this in for a second. I felt very frustrated at certain points where I was like I don't get the lesson. Like I have to get this weapon but I can't do it and I don't know how to, like do I do a spell? Should I hit, kill her? Do I like hug her? Like what is the magic mm -hmm. key that's going to open this? And when it was finally like, he kind of guided me into it but it was like kind of understanding that I needed to like bring the simmer down to like a very low, low heat and I was thinking about like the nature of rage and anger mm -hmm. and how it can be very alchemizing and righteous anger is very beneficial, right? But mm -hmm. like when it's chronic, that's when it becomes poison in our body. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the way I like to channel rage in my life is especially like this might be TMI, but if I'm PMSing, sorry guys, I have a lot of rage. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know. So for <laughs> me, I think the best way to channel that is um, I do quite erratic things. Like I will dance really hard sometimes for 10 minutes in my kitchen, but like punch the air at the same time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I scream into my pillow, mm -hmm. like always acknowledging that rage is safest and healthiest when it's not directed at another person, but if it can be directed oh, yeah. preferably at an inanimate object. Yeah, sure. um, but I really enjoy moving and screaming and like howling at the moon kind of witchy shit mm -hmm. uh, to get rage out of my body which I, I traditionally had an anger. Like I had anger issues and I was a goalkeeper in soccer and they're a little bit kooky. And so I would sure. have to, yeah, you'd have to like fight. And so now I definitely think for me, it's first thing, the first most important thing to channeling rage is speaking your truth in the moment. So it doesn't have a chance to become rage. As long as you're being honest and truthful and you're like, I'm not actually cool with what you just said, or you just crossed a boundary with me. And then later, if there is like some uncontrollable rage going on, go home go to your bedroom, punch your pillow, scream into it, and listen to an Alanis Morissette album. But like, Amen. That's the one. Right? Jagged little pill. That's where we go. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I channel rage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the tips. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Just <laughs> finding an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. True. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to do a little, just a little note here for myself that, um, what Ali just said kind of um, opens the door for what I was trying to do as a storyteller with all of those vignettes that we did, mm -hmm. where we did the, the character-focused vignettes at the back end uh, of the sessions. And so, but yeah, more more on that later as we get further mm -hmm. down. Lovely. But that's it. Thank you. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a beautiful way of, of putting that. Thanks. Yeah, very nice. Al alchemizing, I think, is was the term you used? Yeah, that's perfect. And I think it's cool to hear, too, about your, your journey as a soccer player. I forget mm -hmm. that about you. And mm -hmm. I, I I was friends with mostly soccer girls yeah. growing up, and I know how intense it can get. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, with our big old muscly legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big old muscly legs yeah, and competitive spirit. Yeah, we are. Love it. 
So Donnie. Oh no. Ha ha. <laughs> no, come on. No. Um. So you play a lord. Yes. And um, I'm, curi- well. I'm curious for you what you think, in your own opinion, what it takes to embody a lord, and what 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 does it mean to really be a lord? Um. Well, the nice thing about starting off as Titus, especially when angels kind of give me the deposition of him, is like he's still a child. So he's still guessing off of what he's seen and how to act based off of what his own personality is mm-hmm. and seeing how he doesn't want to act just as much as he wants to see how he wants to act. So it's nice to have those kind of situations where I could was too cruel and then 100% didn't get the information that I needed, but his emotions are always going to get the better of him because he is young. But it's nice to kind of have that and then have a solution for him to then make the right call and make the right decision. So, yeah, it's been kind of cool to play a lord like that. Mm-hmm. And it is frustrating when it is like I can be the only person to speak within this scenario because it is lord to a lord and kind of how the world's built. So that's kind of frustrating, but it's also nice to be the lord of the people rather than like stoically shutting down everything else like you'd see with Titus Invictus. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's like a rare thing you've seen in, in D&D, like a lord of the people or... Anyone who's not the main character of the story usually is not a lord of the people. <laughs> They're usually kind of like a dickhead and all that. I've never played a character like this. Every character I've ever played is a silly, ridiculous person. So <laughs> it's kind of nice. Comedy. It's nice to be the silly, kind of silly and also serious and also stoic, but funny. You know, so it is nice to kind of have that charisma-based character that also has to lead as opposed to. Wishing and Willie, the Prospect and Wizard, or Minecraft Luckabuckle, or the Honeywell Luckabuckles, who are just pure comic relief. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of cool to, it's cool to add that. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but I love it. Mm. Well, you, you definitely bring the gravitas to it, Donnie. Oh, thank you. I mean, you, you. You beautifully, beautifully portray that character. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that you, like, mainly played comedic characters, so, like, how is that for you to do something not really... Like that. Uh, it's we're, it's a lot of work. I like it. Uh, I listen to our soundtrack all the time. I write speeches. I hundred percent. Yeah, probably five thousand words up till now since February when I hopped on. Um, yeah, it's just kind of hard to challenge that because my immediate thing was to go to the comic kind of response. So yeah, it's a challenge, but I love it. It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Great question. Uh, I like yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, Anika. I'm terrified. <laughs> I tuned into all of you. Don't you worry. God. She like crept on us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no. <laughs> just your past. into you. Um, no, so. It's like a dark city. <laughs> for Katrin, uh, she's kind of historically a loner, but like mm-hmm. in this game, she's not really alone like as much Mm. as maybe she's used to and I'm curious like how you feel that is for her and yeah um I think it it's she's changed so much um I mean even in the even in the 12 like sessions that we had and and before when we did all the pre-gaming stuff it's like she kind of blossomed in the past like couple of sessions Mm -hmm. and like the hand-holding and the hugs and the crying and all that stuff, it's like the emotional pull for her is more intense. And like, I love that about her and she's still kind of a loner, but she's changed so much. So it's like, she's embraced it. Mm -hmm. And I think she just like, has kind of accepted it because the person that 
uh, I would say that she kind of loves the most is Figulus. Mm. And now that he's officially gone, it's like she kind of has to open up. So Mm -hmm. kind of forced, but yeah. 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 My little cancer baby. (laughs) She's all grown up. She is. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Um, If you had any advice for her as yourself, what Mm. might you tell her? Love more. Yeah. I think love more. Mm -hmm. Just open up. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Who's next? Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Savor the power. I know. I know. It's fun. Corey. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Merrick is both a Kithki and a warrior, and the Kithki culture is very intimate and tender and sweet, and he's also this, like, quite strong warrior, and I'm curious how you feel he balances those things. And um, I haven't had a ton to explore the softer side, um, but Kithki from the Shires, where we originally were derived from, are all more... Traditional, happy, go lucky, not so militaristic. Mm-hmm. But when Granny touched them, as you saw in the last session, took the journey, and the touchdowns went with them, we became more of a militaristic sort of of, of um, Kithki, mm-hmm. and out of necessity to defend um, the dream and to to also the the Utini at the time and and the bloody shores. Uh, so Merrick, a couple things here. So. Pre pre Merrick getting captured, different Merrick, military, but had a lot had a lot of emotional components. After he got captured, um, first I had to study and understand a little bit about PTSD and, and what prisoner of war is, and and kind of those and torture and kind of what that would mentally do to a person, and thank Angel and other people for for assisting and, and understanding some of that. But when you go through a trauma like that, and there's other types of trauma in the world, you become isolated. And yes, I had Jasmine to literally be my anchor and to pull me back and keep me from going in different directions. She was the person, is the person, uh, and the culture too. And the dream is the fanatical third third aspect to that. So I have to balance, and he's changing as well, revenge. Um, the warrior spirit, defending Jerementum, what does all that mean? With my personal trauma, with the still very loving Kithki culture, and how, I mean, I'm in a room with Jasmine, isolated. Normally we're, we're packed as, you know, little kittens in, in like 10, 20 aspects. And so it's interesting, I'm even derived, so there's mil- the military Kithki from the normal Kithki, and then Merrick's even further removed. And that's why he enjoys nature. He enjoys, he's trying to stay connected there. And um, it's, it's hard to do the balance. Uh, and he believes in the Great Mother a lot. And that was a little shaken and challenged during his um, vignette. Mm-hmm. And still is in terms of how he's navigating this versus this other thing that's going on. I, I would say Merrick's pretty devout. Like his faith is really important to him. You know, Super important. I mean, all Kithki, you know, almost all Kithki feel some kind of connection, but I think for his character, and, and it, you know, they're still individuals, so there's still going to be a, a spectrum. So I just, yeah, I really feel that when you're playing that character. And the grannies are like, they're my everything. 
and mm. I'm afraid of what might be happening to some grannies soon. But um, nonetheless, um, they are they are equivalent to my messiahs, uh, to our Marcuses of the world, and they're very dear and they're old and ancient and wise and. They're like your great grandmother that every every person wants to be able to, to meet and live and talk to, um, if you have the, the privilege. And then there's the defending that all these aspects, the way of life, the dream, and that's where his military um, aspect. So I have to balance that with my wisdom and trying to keep the young 18-year-old lord out of out of too much stupidity trouble mm -hmm. as much as I can. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's interesting because I'm in a weird position, <laughs> yeah. too. No, that's like yeah. I think it's hard to be stoned with a bunch of kittens around. Yeah, it's, it's true. It is. So that's that's the balance between the lover and the warrior side and how and you see a lot more of the warrior side. Uh, you saw a little bit with the slave stuff about about his idea of forgiveness, and mm. I think more of that story will be unfolding as his mindset yeah. is finally yeah. the can of, of of him being so angry and and, and revengeful has finally opened up to allow forgiveness and taking that wisdom he has a good wisdom to understand that a lot of times people are the are are essentially. This is happening in today's world. Even they're 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 are the product of their surroundings, and if all they know is slavery and this is what you do and this is your job, then they just do it. They don't understand necessarily a bad way or a good way, right from wrong, because they have, don't have any other perspective. And so, to kind of summarize this up here, there is this opening happening here, opening up happening with with Merrick in the sense of, okay, all these people may not be that bad of, of actual people. They just happen to be in bad circumstances or they grew up under a different culture or a different way and they don't know any other way. So let's see if we can convince them, um, especially to support the dream. Yeah. And his rehabilitation is everyone around him also rehabilitating themselves. Exactly. That's, That's part awesome. of his healing process. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and it sounds like what I heard was that his care is where a lot of his tenderness is right now. Like, his care for the grannies, the care for the town, um, like Germentum, and watching after Titus. Like, even though there may be some, like, protectiveness there, that there's also, like, a lot of, like, love and, and, and softness. There is. I apologize to, to your to your loved one for being angry. Um, to, I, I went and, I was, to me, He's everything to the dream, so I went and just literally charged into the to the assassin, knowing that I needed to save this guy, because my life is not anything compared to to the more important. Well, that's how he views it, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little bit of martyr in that aspect, but not, but he's not fanatical like I'm gonna die just to die. So devotional. He's very devoted. Yeah. To the cause. Yep. Oh yeah. Thank you. Randy. Ooh. Hey, Randy. Hey. <laughs> hey. So, Marcus traveled from Pollux up to Germentum, um, was transplanted up there, and, and you also recently just had a big move from California over here to Texas, and I'm curious how playing this character helped through that transition, or what, what helped you make that leap in your own life? Well... The That's a good one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an <laughs> obvious no, no, comparison. No, no, no. 
So, <laughs> initially, I lived in Texas for about three years prior to moving back to California. Uh, there was a bunch of reasons, but ultimately, I stayed 17 years too long, and I started feeling that I was like just not moving forward in life. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like I was. The weather was great. The people were all the same. It was really expensive as heck, but it was just. It was just subsiding. And then I got a call from Angel and from Corey talking about the game that was coming up. And it took me about five minutes or so to figure out that I was ready to leave. Uh, what helped me at first was that knowing that I had a place to go, knowing that I had people that would support me, knowing that I had friends that were ready for me to be there was the first thing that I needed to actually start making that decision to move. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I had always, I'd always talked about moving, right? I'd always been like, you know, I really want to move back. But, you know, things happen, life happens, and I was just like, it sort of fell to the wayside. Having Marcus here and everything else that was included in that and of the people that I've met since that point uh, sort of galvanized me into making those first initial steps. And once that first step was made, the next was easier, and the next was easier, and the next was just easier until I was literally running through everything that I needed to do. Then once I got out here, having the the group overall, uh, not knowing anyone really other than Angel, and I knew Corey, like... Uh, Only from online, really. Yeah, yeah. like, How was that? from an outside perspective. I knew of you, I've talked to you maybe once, I think, but it was... Having him here helped me settle in those roots that allowed me to actually get to know Donnie, get to know Allie, get to know you and everybody else. And then once that happened, it was, it felt just right, you know? It felt good, and it felt like I actually was moving forward in life for the first time. So it's like, mm-hmm. starting to take care of my health, starting to make friends that I needed to make. Like, it's, it's been an incredible experience for me, really. Mm-hmm. Like... I almost, I, I don't usually like to say this term, but it really has been life-changing for me, you know? And I'm grateful to everyone for it, so. I'm grateful for you, man. Yeah, yeah no, I'm really you. grateful you, you you came out, I came out here and, you know, on a wing and a prayer, so to speak. I, I think I want to acknowledge here that Randy, you know, you loved me when I was at my ugliest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, you were, when I was beaten down by, you know, some pretty bad PTSD, um, like fresh from Iraq, fresh from Iraq, before and after, but especially after those last, man, those last, like, uh, on the back end of my enlistment, like, those last five months were hard. And, like, trying to, I mean, and all the crap that was, <laughs> yeah, fun, fun, fun fact, I'm divorced, you know, it's like been, you know, been divorced, and like, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the unfortunate person that I had stupidly, you know, thrown my lot in with at that point just really showed her, really showed herself while I was out of country. And it was, I came back to a, you know, a, a horrible mess, a horrible mess, including her, her felon brother who had escaped, uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, dealing methamphetamines in Texas and it ran to California. Like, that was what I was treated to when I came back, among other things. I won't go through the whole thing, but, I mean, just, it was a hot mess. And you were there for me, the enti- like, through all of that. Before that, after that, you've always been there for me. You're you're one of these people who's just bone loyal. Yeah. And that that's, you know, and, you, and like I said, you loved me when I was, when it was the worst. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, there's no way, there's no way that I would not... I've, I've told Corey, you know, Corey this many times when we were, uh, when we were planning, he's, you know, the, the CEO of the company. And so, and, 
And when we were planning all of this, it was like, this is, I know, not only, not only are you a fantastic role player, anybody who watches this, like you, you can embody that character. You come across exactly as that character. Um, you also have an, I'll talk more about this later about the story threads, but I mean, you're like your understanding of a three act structure, like your instinctual understanding of it's remarkable to me. Um, but by far the most important part is the fact that I know that you were just rock solid and you had my back no matter what and there's no way that I wanted to try to do this project yeah. I appreciate you that know? Yeah, I mean I will always have your back no matter what day we die it'll be there you know um, and you know it's like loyalty just friendship all that stuff you were at my worst you know you accepted me and helped me move it past a place that I just yeah, had no idea horrible shit that happened you know? there too yeah. and that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about here like you know it's like the friendships that I've made all over the place it's just They've really helped me move forward. You know, it's like yeah. I feel better now that I have ever in my life, and it's been because of this game and the people that I'm playing with. You know, mm. and I'm just gonna keep moving forward. You know, keep doing that life. So thank you for everybody. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Oh, yeah. It's cool to hear too. How I mean, you didn't say this directly, but um, I mean, I feel like Marcus needed to feel that camaraderie to be able yeah. to move on with his family you know it was weird like I have never played a character like this before uh, I played clerics before in the past and I played D&D &D for a long time but you know it's like the idea of home and family and hearth it's mm. it has I guess you know age gives you a uh, perspective of things that you just it, didn't it realize it's different now doesn't it yeah <laughs> and now it feels so much more real when the fact that I love Alba and my children and that I can talk to them about them and that I can see Titus growing up and Merrick struggling through his things and I have a deeper perspective now at my age than I did when I was 20 trying to do these same kind of characters mm -hmm. and right. it's yeah. really translated yeah. quite well and I, I'm appreciative of the age now, you know. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm fine for it. But now I'm just like, oh, thank you all those years for giving me wisdom that I just never would have had otherwise. Yeah. You know, and that's really helped when I've tried to embody, like, Marcus and how he'd react to certain things. Um, it's kind of pivotal, actually. Like, and then, of course, conversations later and stuff like that with just about all of you, really. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I don't know, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to mm. Well, thank <laughs> you. And we're just starting. Yeah, right. Only for a season, let's start the ride. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, Donnie. No, no. I think I follow the good ones. Come on, come on. Uh, <laughs> no, so, you kind of shouted a little bit earlier in your earlier question that you've been doing voice acting for some time, and I'm curious about like what pulled you to that what you love about it what you like about it and like if anyone out there was curious about it what you might say to them just have a key phrase and talk to yourself in the car when you I worked in a print shop for a long time and just kind of was uh, alone in that all you know I had two older brothers growing up they'd have the PlayStation or the and I was just, all right I guess I'll entertain myself <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of how it started so mm. yeah just like Every your voice is an instrument, just like any of those. Like I always do my comparison now is from Whistling Willie all the way to Michael Rooker from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was like, "Hey, now don't worry about that," you know. And then it's yeah. like <laughs> go down a little bit more. Then you got uh, Richard Harris from Marcus Aurelius and Gladiator. He's like, "Rome is a dream," you know. And then a little bit more, you have Abraham Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis, who's like, "Don't worry about it." It's fine. And then Whistling Willie. It's just all those silly accents, all those silly voices. I got my minor in linguistics and just kind of kept going with those and. 
It's always fascinating. It's like, dude, you grew up 20 minutes away and that person talks completely different than you. Mm. So yeah, it's always like those and I was always fascinated by them. They're really cool, really fun. Here's a fun fact too, is that I was struggling with my accent for Marcus yeah. until Donnie showed me some things and like. Don't worry about that, don't you? Right, right, right. He's falling down, right? But he exposed me through his own like interests and stuff like that. He exposed me to what I needed to do to actually finally figure out how I'm going to talk to Marcus. And I was struggling with that. Six months of struggling, like trying to talk in the car to myself and feeling dumb about it the entire way through. But you, you know, look like a psychopath, but I'm know, okay with that. I've been quite knuckling on my way to work, being like, don't worry then. Let's go before. Looking over here going, where are you looking at? Yeah, it's just like, it's like crazy Scots when yelling yeah, at people. Yeah. It's just, it's cool. Like, yeah, he, he has this way about it. So, I don't know. That's all. Yeah, I mean, we kind of know, like, Donnie's the most talented. Is no. Donnie's the most talented that person at this say. table. Yeah. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not even this. Shut up. Guys, don't take compliments well. God damn it. Oh, I love silly voices. I like being silly. It's really fun. I used to prank phone call my uncle as my stepdad, and oh, then my uncle would call, or when my uncle would call, I would answer as my stepdad and just like have a conversation as them. So I'd be like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, and I'd be like, oh, how's it going, Bob? And just like literally to the point where they like developed a friendship. And I'd prank phone call my uncle as my stepdad, like, oh, just back and forth, just. Always confusing them and stuff, you know. <laughs> and they like developed a relationship from them. They're like, oh, hey, uh, what's going on, Jim? You know, he's like, oh, hey, man, good to, good to see you. Wow. Yeah, oh, my just, God. That reminds me of the, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the bad Terminator in, um, in the second Terminator movie. Yeah, yeah, answer yeah. the phones and then come, yeah, yeah pretend yeah. to be the <laughs> 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 like dogs. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, prank phone calls is kind of where it all started. Yeah. So fun. You, you're yeah, always a comedian, and you're a comedian in your class all the time. From what your mom said, voted mo mostly to become a comedian in class in 2009. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> always pranking. Comics have the best dramatic timing. I know it's a cliche, but there's truth. There's a lot of truth to it. Oh, yeah. mm. Robin for sure. Well, thank you, Donnie. Thank you. Yeah, Allie. I have a question for you. <laughs> Um, so, as a busy mom and model and businesswoman, I'm curious for you, like, what draws you to D&D &D and what, what makes it Why stick? do I keep coming back? Yeah. Every week? you're a busy girl. Drive. Yeah. Busy girl. Um, yeah. I've been asking myself the same question because, you know, my schedule's getting, like, tighter and tighter and tighter to where I'm, like, I don't even you know, have like a time to like take a luxurious shower anymore. And I was thinking about that today and I was like, what is it that's pulling me back to D&D? &D? Like what's in my bones with this? And I think it's like something new was set off. Well, first like Nalishley's character is badass. Like she's fucking yep. awesome, yeah, you know? And like being able to have for a second, there's like three things I can think of. First is like, being able to have for a second the ability to escape the mundane or the banal, which I don't think that the earth is either of those things, but sometimes it can feel that way because it can get a bit samey. Mm -hmm. Like life can get a bit samey and you're on this like hamster wheel of like, have these dreams, must take care of these things, must clean my home, must be a good wife, be a good whatever. And then for a second, like for three hours every Tuesday, you gotta go and escape into this fantasy world that's like, 
you know, really just like anything, everything that like you ever wanted to exist in on this earth exists for three hours in this room. Mm -hmm. And so that is like cathartic as fuck for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the second thing I'll say is that there is something about the, the specialness of developing a character that like can unlock something new in you. And Absolutely. probably any actor, you know, anyone who's played D&D for a long time can say that. But, like, when you inhabit someone, something new gets unlocked in you. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I kind of get it now. Like, I get, I get the rage. Like, how do we control the rage but then use it to propel us? Or I kind of get how magic works. And I'm someone who's believed in magic all around us for a long time. But to be able to like harness it in intentional ways, it starts to feel closer. Um, I, from like a very young age, like I had a path where it was either I was going to go into like thespian actor, you know, they used to call like drama nerds or whatever, mm -hmm. or I was going to play soccer and I was going to be the athlete. And my dad wanted me to be the athlete and I got really, really good at soccer. But always there was this part of me that I would read Artemis Fowl alone in my room. Harry Potter, awesome. like, awesome. like overnight finished the book. Lord of the Rings, Lord including the, Rings. the Cimmerillion and the, yep. the languages of Lord of the Rings, including what happens, tragic story that happens to Arwen. Um, and, and really would go like deep into the lore of these worlds. And part of me, when I was in that place, I just didn't, like, I didn't want to go talk to people. I didn't want to go socialize. I wanted to like be in that world. I would have traded anything, like anything at all to like be in middle earth. And like, if even to this day, if you 100%. were to, right? Yeah, dude, no Still. doubt. Like no doubt my to this day, if you were to ask me, like I, I like kind of, this is like kind of fucked up. But like when I talked to my husband about this and I was like, if you, if an alien came here now and was like, you could e you could leave right now and you could go live in middle earth. But you would never see anyone again that you knew from this world. I know this is like kind of fucked up. What would you do? And like love everything about my life, but like tell me that wouldn't be a fucking hard choice. It'd be great to be a horse Viking out of you know. Boom! I'm a Rohirrim. Exactly. You wouldn't want to be a Rohirrim. Yeah. So you know, like for me, like on, to be able to yeah, it's easy. And like to come here every week and to be able to like exercise in a way like this part of myself that felt like it was never going to be able to be exercised is like the most amazing thing that I did not predict in my early thirties as a mom. Mm -hmm. I really didn't see that plot twist for me. Mm -hmm. But when Tatiana like came to me and we were at Barton Springs one day and she was like, Hey, my friend Angel's starting this D and D like homebrew. This is what it's going to be. And I was like, yo, pitch me. Like I had <laughs> two weeks earlier been like, I'm so down to start playing Dungeons and Dragons again. Mm -hmm. And then of course you come in with that and something about like, even, you know, to get here is a mission. I have to drive through traffic, like up through Austin. It's an hour and a half, but I keep coming back We're because Middle Earth, and you're just having to go through. Oh, yeah. I'm having to go through the veil yeah. that separates like us from Middle Earth, you're and like take Flugerville. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally to Flugerville. But the, the last thing, <laughs> it's a good one. the last thing I'll say is like. 
even there was a point during this that um, like my interest and my passion for it came online more and I maybe we'll go into this later but when you introduced Griff something just came online for me and I was like I am I, so excited to come back to this game <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole yeah so um, th first off thank you mm. I mean I'm I'm, I'm deeply honored that I can be and frankly humbled that I can be part of your you know part part of your journey that way that means that that means a hell of a lot to me um, it means I'm doing my job you mm -hmm. know, to tell a story um, and one of the things uh, I don't want to lose the momentum but just you know one of the things that I've, I've been working on and that I'm working on during this hiatus is to try to reconstruct that process like explain to other people how one goes about trying to lay the bones and then the sinew and then you know finally the the you know all the other tissue and blood to making a living breathing mythic world mm. um that works because this world for 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 me to tell this story because the story is so deeply personal and it and it has echoes of my own past experiences and in war and also in life um it has to feel real to me these characters and we were talking we we're talking before before stream about how each of these characters has to feel like a real person mm -hmm. they can't feel like a caricature or an archetype or something i mean they're archetypal pieces to them but they have to feel like people so that's that that's amazing and then um another thing I want to I want to talk to about GMs that I haven't necessarily seen is I mean I'm you know I'm a, a, a romance writer and one of the and so I've had to think about romance and I've had to think about how it works and why it works and and what people what people are interested in when they approach that and they know that that's part of the setup you know that that's part of what's going to be included in this so um in my own remarks I'll get to uh, more into that but it's been no, but it's been amazing, and and you know, in acting, you talk about like receptivity and like scene partners, and you're an amazing scene partner. You know, like the fact that you'll just, I can I can kind of take take the take these shots, and and everybody at the table has done this, where I'll throw something out there, and you pick it up, and you and you run with it. You know, because you don't know as this, as you're sitting back here, and it may look like I know what I'm doing, but you know, there's a reason that there's a GM screen, and I mean, it's just controlled chaos back here. You know, <laughs> especially because I insist on doing everything old school and analog and you know it just that's what works for me uh and you just yeah when you when you when i throw it out and you like pick it up and just it's like mm, god that, that's 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 like deeply satisfying and, mm. and also like really grateful for that you know mm. yeah. mm. i love it awesome Thanks. yeah Thank you, Ellie. Thank I'm you. You're awesome. Thanks for being the five. Yeah, it's it's great. Two Flugerville. Yeah. Two Flugerville. Yeah. Yeah. To Middle Flugerville. Yeah. yeah. I also really relate. I mean, I was so obsessed with Harry Potter, and I would like would dream of the world all yeah. the time, and like not want to wake up. Like, yeah. Rough, but true. Yeah. Just wanted to. Yeah. Go off to Hogwarts, man. And like, not to make this a Harry Potter thing, but yeah. like, just letting everyone know, like, I. And my husband, if he's watching right now, love you, I listen to Harry Potter, you guys, to go to sleep every night for the last yeah. five years. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. I've, I've listened to book five, which is clearly the best book. Clearly. Clearly. No, clearly. no debate. Clearly. I have listened to that probably well over 200 times. Yeah. 
Is Jim Dale the narrator? Right? Jim fucking Dale. That's right. <laughs> Jim fucking Dale. If anyone Jimmy, comes in with... Let's go. Like, the, what's his name? <laughs> Stephen Fry? Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Stephen Fry. Garbage. Jim Dale is the king. Undeniable. I know, but like Jim Dale should be a national treasure <laughs> because this motherfucker, oh, his voices are like, oh my oh, god. So the only much. one that's bad is Hermione, but, but you know, what can he do? You got your limitations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't do a big 12 year old girl either. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but no, he's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I listen to that like about once a year. Yeah. I love yeah, this. Great. All these nerds. Lots of nerds. Lots of nerdies. I read the books every year, so. Really? I start on my birthday in January and then I just read. And then on my birthday, it was a tradition to watch all of the extended Lord of the Rings. Oh my god! And the, the back, the and like the uh, cutscenes and all that shit. I feel yeah. like we need to make like a troop event of that or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 extended yeah. edition party. Oh, one hundred percent. You guys got anything like to do that. for the next forty-eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. End this yeah. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you guys can watch us watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a watch watch party. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, yeah. watch us September. watch the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. People do that stuff. So I know, sure. it's out there. It's reaction videos, you know? The yeah, kid kicks a helmet, we all pause and we're like, well, in did unison, you know? did you know we actually broke his toe? Yeah. That's not historically accurate. I'm done. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so neat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your face no. every time. <laughs> no. Oh, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, so you're you're a wool worker. Catherine is a wool worker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm curious for you, like what would you say is your version in your life? What is your like your magic, your study? What are you oh, really what are you interested in? I that's a really good question. So I did design for a really long time. Um, and it just got kind of competitive and not uh, very, you know, it wasn't great for women at the time because this was probably like 15 years ago. And, uh, and I dropped out of that. Um, but I don't know. My superpower is probably just I love I'm I'm really good at a lot of things, but I'm not like perfect at like one specific thing. Mm -hmm. But I love crafting. It's like it's my go-to thing. Like what do you craft? I love it. So for Halloween, I love Halloween. Like Halloween is my favorite, my mm -hmm. favorite holiday of all time. Yeah. Uh, I do love Christmas, but Halloween is just way more fun because it's spooky, yeah. witchy. Here we yeah. are. And so uh, I love decorating the house. And so I made the, it was like a huge TikTok trend, but they made like the dollhouse. They'd like take it and make it spooky. Mm -hmm. So I did one of those. Fun. Wow. And it you was, made the whole dollhouse? Uh-huh. Nice. And it was so like fun. super spooky. It was made out of wood. I'll show oh you my these gosh. pictures. It's super fun. And I love it. And it stays up in my house year round. So. Whoa. Oh, amazing. It's, yeah. We have like a really, like, our house is very like eclectic in the way that like we love movie posters. So we have a lot of like Mondo posters. We're collectors, my husband and I. So Mondo posters, we collect literally everything. And like, I love it. My house is just fun. And <laughs> all of you need to come visit. But. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's on stream now. It's on stream it's, now. It's too late. Oh no! <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Jeff. Too bad. The offer publicly. All these weirdos showing up at your house. Oh my god. My address. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> hell no. Uh, but yeah, we just. I love collecting. I love crafting. I'm I'm very just like I love doing that shit. Cool. So yeah. this is dangerous dangerous talk though because now I know who to go to for a problem. shit. Yeah, me too. Anyway, you you outed Ooh, yourself. I have, I have. I have. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Were you really 
really good at like Michael's projects, like when you were a kid and you had to like build. Hell like, yes. Really? It was like, my mom used to take me and like we'd go to Michael's or Joanne's and we'd like do the little classes and like that was always my favorite. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me as like a super nerd, like uh, art kid. Mm-hmm. I used to eat my lunch like in the art room, and that Same. was like that was my thing. That was great. Oh yeah, I loved. That. I loved it. Oh, both of you did art. that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. You art, and then you eat. Wow, yes. that's so smart. Sometimes you art while you eat. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just like have like music playing. Like it's just cooler environment. Something's mm. loud. And then you accidentally drink the paint, and it's fine. Okay. It's that only happened twice. <laughs> only twice. <laughs> I limited. <laughs> Gives you personality, you know. <laughs> or makes you crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Randy. Yes. So Marcus has this gift that is also like sort of kind of feeling like a curse sometimes, right? Because it creates a lot of drama and stress around him mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm curious how you feel he is processing that, like this amazing God-given gift that also like sort of puts his family in danger. Yeah, uh, it goes back and forth. Uh, mostly it's when my rolls suck, <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh, it's a three, oh, it's a four, yay me, right? But honestly, he's gone back and forth a lot. Like, when he saved his sister that one time, there was a time that I actually had considered what he'd done blasphemous, because it's like you're stopping the soul from going up to her ultimate rest and bringing it and ripping it back away and then breaking it down to whatever. But then there's other times like when I was able to heal that brother and his hand came back and he was just astounded at what happening or, you know, like if I didn't have my family with me, like my wife, my kids, my extended family, all the kids and kin that I have, it would be a lot harder for me to actually delve into this. but they ground him, and they give him a purpose, and they give him reason to be doing the things he does. It's like a conversation with Alba was what actually, like, you know, Quaylathon gave him this power, right? And he wouldn't have given him this power if it hadn't been for a reason, and it hadn't been for a purpose. And it's just, it's helped kind of solidify his role. And then, you know, getting nearly assassinated kind of helped with that because you don't kill the things you're not afraid of, you kill the things you are afraid of. So if, you know, if like they're coming after me that hard, obviously I'm there something that's going to be terrified of. So that kind of helped me as well. Um, I would say at this point, 12 episodes in, he's accepted the fact that he can do things. He doesn't know what he can do yet because I really, really want to keep it as organic as possible with Angel. So when he, we were talking about powers and stuff like that, Angel was like, hey, do you want to know what you can do? I'm like, no, I want to find out as it happens. Which is why, like, when my hands are numb, I'm like, oh, I, I release it. <laughs> oh, crap. Holy crap. Oh, no. Yeah, I, want to, I, I want to note here that, that Randy has never seen any of the capabilities that I selected for him. Mm-hmm. And that, that I've tried to make that as organic as organic as possible. He still doesn't even know how much damage he's doing on these things, mechanically. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, that's not where I want the emphasis, well, period, in my jamming style at all, but that's especially not where I want the emphasis with that character. There'll come a time once he's mastered them and then that's different, but, you know, or <clears throat> as close as you can yeah. to master that kind of thing, because it's not like well working. Right. You know, it's a whole different deal. Exactly. And I've been role playing a long time in a wide range of games over the years, and I have never had more fun in an RP game than when I actually have to learn the world organically as I do, mm-hmm. you know? Like, 
not knowing what leftist regime was or what gerrymentum was, only knowing that Pulex existed for me, you know, things like that were just, these are what really makes it real, mm-hmm. really makes it tangible and something that I can figure in. And also I like the idea of actually building on the things I know and just keep on like building that foundation and building that house and building the rooms inside of it, you know? It's like, it, it just gives me real, like, chunky stuff that I can hold on to. Mm, so with my family, they were the ones that helped me through that first initial process. Um, and then seeing all the other people that I've helped and that I didn't help or tried to help and what have you uh, has made it a lot easier for me to accept that this is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. At least my God, you know, so. Quilathon. Quilathon. <laughs> Big Q. Q. Thank you. Corey, you've also been playing for a long time. Um, and curious yes. what uh, what helped you take the leap from playing games to building a studio in your house and Founding Darkboard. Yeah, Corey, Corey <laughs> built the studio, y'all. Didn't, didn't do the painting, but he did everything else. A lot of effort. Yep. So later on in life, I've, I've, my sole path in real life is an architect. I like to build things, build companies, help people build through life coaching. I've done that. And I like to see people build themselves and, and help. And going way back in my teenage years, um, um, I guess I'll go there. Um, I I grew up in an interesting family. One side was really rich, my other side not so much. And my grandmother disowned us and told us we weren't good enough. And this is basically my decision to say fuck you to sorry, I should say that <laughs> to her that I'm going to do my own success and build my own wealth and be financially independent. And that was my goal till 30. And I had a set mission, and that's what I did. Um, at similar to actually Allie, at 21, 23, I, kind of during college, I took I took a lot of uh, technical theater and acting classes, as well as getting a degree in economics and computer science. And I had a choice: business, IT, or my mom was. I spent 17 years in theater, community theater, professional theater. A lot of my family are involved in that, and I decided: Do I want to go theater? and film route, or do I want to go business and IT route? And due to my, my grandma, in this case, um, my mindset, I wanted to stay the mission. I decided to go ahead and, and do the more uh, financially, uh, uh, I guess, guaranteed way to go mm-hmm. versus being a starving artist. And along that journey, um, I also learned to pay back. And so from my 30s to where I am now, um, I've always wanted to help enable and, and, I, and I don't even know if we enable. I wanted to help, help in various ways to, for people to succeed. And so a lot of times I give back close friendships, um, people I know, I, you know, for even charities otherwise, it's always, I don't like to give to a, a generic orifice, whatever thing that 80% of the money goes to the CEO and 20% actually goes to the cause. I hate that. So I'd rather directly give to people. And I like, and if they can sharpen their saw and if they can, take off and their life changes for the better. That makes me feel good, um, to be honest, but also it's, it's something I want to do. I think there's a bigger mission I have in, in life, and that is to elevate everyone up. Um, very Star Trek-ish that way. <laughs> um, so the reason why Darkport came about is I've 
done businesses with other friends of ours, and some some worked, some didn't work. I've done my own entrepreneurship. This is my fourth startup company. Um, so I have the background and knowledge, and I came from a consulting IT, and I wanted something different. I wanted my itch, and um, be careful, I can't say certain things. Um, yeah. <laughs> talking to some people in the industry, they're like, yeah, Corey, you should, you should you know, I, I, I feel the same way, the itch to go back and, and, and really explore the acting, explore the theater. Mm-hmm. And so I also come from the blockchain NFT world for those who are involved in that. And I wanted, I thought one of my reasons for doing this was to prov- provide a, a means, an avenue, a, a forum for other artists to explore. Like, and you heard all these stories tonight. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that excites me beyond belief. To hear everyone is, is going down a journey and a path, and we all want to be geeks together. And honestly, I wanted to have, you know, since I played D&D since I was like eight, having a, you know, a, a gaming room where there's a table. At the time of streaming, it wasn't even in my mind at the time to do a streaming, and if people like to watch it, and we provide great content, great. If not, it's just the, it's the, 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 dream, it's the dream to have a nice, cool gaming room that you can role play on. Um, that's one reason. The other was the enablement, like I said, of uh, really providing a platform for other people to be amplified, whether it's Donnie and his voice acting, uh, to, to, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but Ally wanting to have a, another outlet to Middle Earth, and this is it, uh, from real life, uh, to, to other people who I've role-played with in the past, and this is just another expression of it, and and if if... if things go the way they go and this is something we do for fun if it turns into something else great if not no big deal and it was just a it was a very passion project and business and um, one of the friends I didn't have a chance to do business with was Angel and I don't know my friends my best friend I've known Angel since 20, 2008 and he's my blood brother and <laughs> we've been through a lot. There's a lot that, yeah, some, some um, other time we can go into some of those stories. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stories behind that. <laughs> but <a> drinking episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Angel actually is an amazing writer. So it frustrated me. He hasn't got his books out, and he's an amazing GM. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to get a platform so that Angel can at least, people can see his his level of talent in the GM side, and then maybe he'll get, ac- no, not maybe, he will get access to to have his books also be be noticed. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is, and this is just the six of us, and this is just the beginning, I, I think really big. And so down the line, it gets into how we can bring other troops and groups in, and, and they can be amplified. And so I'm thinking about all the artists that, get denied by big production studios. Mm-hmm. They want safe scripts. And so I want to provide a, a, a venue where where artists that are really talented can have a way to become known. And we provide the infrastructure and the background and the production to allow them to do that and so that they can be noticed. Uh, you know, Mr. Beast came about by certain ways. Um, Gary V came about in certain ways. They kind of ran into that, but why can't there be a platform that helps create more Mr. Beast and more Mr. V's? Why can't we teach this? Uh, Yes, you have to bring the content and talent, but like I said, I'm a builder. So everything goes back to how can I build the society to where everyone that is not the 2%, you know, rich and everyone else is down here, how can they 
get access to elevate themselves, whether financially, spiritually, emotionally, all those things. And so that's my big motivation. Um, on top of, you know, obviously the angel and then, you know, Justin like, I've known. Telling a hollow growth story along the way, did you? Yeah, and um, I really wanted to see Angel be able to do this, and, and Justin as well in terms of, uh, that's his own story to tell, but he wanted to get back into more creative stuff versus IT. It's, it's interesting how there's a, a, I got the business creative side of myself. I was a painter back in the day and I do woodworking. Um, I don't get really get time to do it. You know, obviously the, these things I, I put together, I was nice to actually physically build mm. the panels that you see behind you. And to, to do the, 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 you know, the, what needed for- I, I saw the, you happier doing that, Corey, than I've seen you in a long time. You were really happy. You were tired, but you were really happy when you were doing oh, it. Oh, this is on weekends, too. Yeah, it was great. And I, I said, give me two weekends, and I'm going to get all these panels built and figuring out the table. And that was fun to do that with, with, with Austin, who created this amazing table yes. here. Yes. And that was a very collaborative effort um, <laughs> between me, him, and obviously aesthetically from Justin and Angel as well. But just figuring out the spacing and everything else was just amazing. So I really enjoyed building out the studio and I plan on, on putting together a series of videos that kind of goes from, okay, a 20 by 20 room in your home to this. Yeah. How can you do that in six months? Now, you don't have to do it in six months, but this is how you can do it. And you don't have to do it at the budget we did it at, mm -hmm. but here's a way you can do a scale back version so that other gamers that want to build their dream gaming studio can do that and they can do that for a lesser budget and still have high quality content or you know they also they can they can come and, and join us and, and take advantage of this as well love it yeah. so yeah that's that was the dream thanks for following your passion and your itch that's right my itch and passion real life dream <laughs> and it, it's, it's also homage to my mom and i wish she was here to still see this because she would be all over this and oh, she uh, would have loved this she would love that so mm. that's beans rule that's being the rule for sure. Uh, Velween asks, can Corey make an NFT for each of the characters? <laughs> <laughs> he would, you would. So, <laughs> the, answer is yeah. the answer is yeah, I, I, do, I, I do it pretty easily. Um, well, cool. The only, the only, the, there's a caveat here. There is a, a certain group that we talked to, and I did say I did not have any. Oh God! That's stuff right, you did. Yeah, yeah. On on the radar, read that. But um, that's. Oh boy. <laughs> and it, it, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, NFTs and the optics. I can go on. I don't want to go on, on honestly here, but but there's good and bad with that. <laughs> oh my God. So there's a yes and. The answer is yes. I can do it. Are we? Is that something that we as Darkport want to explore? Um, I don't think that's needed for what we're doing here and what we're telling and for artists to to make themselves known in various facets and for people to explore and have a have a, have fun in doing this sort of of medium. That's a very very valuing question of you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we definitely have to go Tatiana. We have a question for oh, you. Oh, what's your question? I wasn't thinking about asking, but I have to. What is the level of spirituality that you have within your own life that you also mask with Wesa and how does that kind of how do you like to orient that to your character and also to yourself? Yes, a good one. Um, so I have just been ordained this July as a high priestess of my lineage. And um, so I've been training in the spiritual, psychic, medium, arts, whatever you want to call it, um, for some time now, um, probably lifetimes in my beliefs. Um, but 
So it's kind of a daily way of being is, is choosing to look at what is what is being presented to me? What are the patterns? What are the symbols? What what are the things I hear again and again in my ear? What how is the field talking to me? And I feel like with Wesa, she is aware of as much as she can be. That's really what she's choosing to do. She's she's tracking on the energy over here. She's tracking on um, you know the weather. She's she's tracking on her stomach. She's 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 tracking, and, um, which you know. I love about that character. Yeah. Uh, she's like has this advanced spirituality, and then it's also quite earthy. Yes, that's a, that's a great. That's a it's true. Really interesting character. Yeah, and even cooking. You know, like I I grew up like not really. Um, I grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of home cooked meals. I didn't really understand that. And just like a few years ago, I started cooking, and it's been completely intuitive, which has been really fun. And oh, I yeah. feel like waste is the same. It's just like, I don't know, here we go. I just start doing stuff. <laughs> um, All these so, good. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like a mixture. There's like intentionality, there's ritual, there's practice, which Waysa has from her background with her mom, as a, who's a high priestess, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And but then she's also like following her intuition and following her senses, her strong sense of smell, her strong sense of her environment. And um, yeah, just like letting her, like not taking things too, too seriously, but seriously enough that she understands like energy's real. Yeah. You know? And the youngest of all the players too, or characters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, awesome. Yeah, thanks for asking. For sure. Um, I'm gonna ask you another one too. Oh, yeah? A little later? wait. Okay. (laughs) Um, so I have a question for Angel. Yes, ma'am. Um, so what are you most interested in when you're telling a story? Like, and I'm sure that's a question that's you a huge, could... That's a huge question. But like, you know, what are some of like the main elements that you, you have are an answer really... For it, though. Yeah, you do. Uh, I do have an answer for it. I like to. Yeah, which is... question. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a word, theme. Mm-hmm. Theme. So one of the things that differentiates, um, and this is before I go off on this, let me just say that I, I, you know I'm I'm uh, not only am I to paraphrase Sir Isaac Newton, not only do I get to stand on the shoulders of giants, I also have the uh, I've had some some incredible mentors, you know, in my life creatively, who I owe a lot to, and um, just some profound life lessons. Uh, from uh, from my father and also the mother of my heart, who were you know advanced people and uh, in their way and, and have lived incredible lives. So, but theme theme is something that I would say is relatively underdeveloped when I look at how storytellers, game, I'm speaking game masters now specifically, how game masters approach things. Plot, there's brilliant advice on plot. Um, setting, there are people you know. Among other things, you know, the preternaturally graceful uh, Matt Mercer, who's kind of the titan uh, in this space, uh, he's he's busy at work. That whole crew is busy at work making this, you know, we'll see, because I'm, I'm also a historian, so we'll see, but may wind up being like an American answer to Tolkien. You know, we'll, we'll see the, the depth and, and the breadth of that. We're in it right now, so you can't say. But theme is something that I started with with Darkport. So for explicitly, this campaign is about sacrifice and the indomitability of the human spirit. 
Um, and the, those are, you know, it's just, there's obviously a lot of passion, a lot of emotion, touches on a lot of my own life experiences. And I'm, and I'm thinking about how um, Steve Gurn is, you know, our, our music director. Uh, hopefully you're watching right now, but, you know, at some point you'll see this. And he, his ability to, to translate emotion into sound, into music, is singular in my experience. I've never met another person like that, and I've known some, some true geniuses, you know, some creative geniuses. And that aid, that the, and that was, you know, that's part of the synergy, right? Because I can write these things, but then to hear them reflected back is just, you know, I listen to the soundtrack all the time, and there and the rules, different different songs, different songs I pull up, and I want to continue, and he wants to continue to expand, you know, the, the musical language and and the palette, and to to be able to hear that reflected back because I gave him the instructions of when he asked me, what do you want to do with this theme song. And I gave him that sacrifice and the indomitability of the human spirit. It was it was two of those, and that's that's how I approach. As I've gotten older, when I was younger, I was I was I was more interested in the wargaming part of things and and you know these leap powers and and how they could synergize and like the best build on characters and stuff like that. And there's you know I, I still have an appreciation for that, but that's just not my approach now. To and that's certainly not my approach to this. My approach to this is a much more Ricean and Rice, like a much more Ricean approach where I'm really looking at the subjective experiences of the characters. If you read her, if you read her fight scenes, they're almost always about the internal experiences of the characters and the histories of those characters. And there's very little actually described physically. And yet she is rightly, you know, considered a master of her craft. She's a past master at world building, at characterization, at, at all these things. You know, she has her flaws as a creative, we all do, but but those are, you know, those are beyond question. And so for this one in particular, I've just really tried to emphasize um, the subjective experiences of the characters. And I know sometimes that can be difficult, you know, to follow the narrative and, and their trade-offs for that. And, you know, there are cleaner approaches um, that I could take, and I'm always trying to retool and evolve those kinds of things um, as a storyteller. And the, the last thing I'll say on that is um, I, there is there is a difference between storyteller, game master, and world builder. Those are three distinct categories. They have overlap, and they have some profound connection with each other. And you can story build your tush off, but if you're a poor storyteller in presenting it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm looking at you just because I'm like, there, you couldn't draw someone in, you couldn't f serve up a bounty for them if if the food isn't, isn't prepared well, even if the menu's impeccable. You know, and so you have to have all of all of those pieces, and then as a game master, you have especially man. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to go into this at, at length at, at, a, at a later date, but trying to find the sweet spot for to have enough of my infamous, you know, seven-year plot lines, and, <laughs> and and trying to have enough of the depth that it still feels like me. It still feels like okay, this is a story that I'm trying to tell with these incredible people. Um, and then also to pace that with just the exigencies of this is also a show. 
and people want to see what happens next. And so we're probably not, we're not going to spend three hours debating a single point. I don't know, maybe we will, but, <laughs> but there are, maybe if it's really important to the, I mean, if it's really important to it, then, then sure. If it's like, a, especially if it's like a pivotal point in the campaign and, and that mm -hmm. sort of thing, but having, being able to balance all of those things has been this, um, when you call it any kind of out of body experience, you know, I mean, there, there are moments where like I'm over, you know, I'm over here and it's like, oh my God, you know, do I want to lean into this? Do I want to pull on that? I have seven minutes left before, okay, intermission, you know, and like this. And, you know, and I know like we, we all have lives and you have to get back to a toddler. And, you know, like, I mean, it just, it, it, it's just, it's really, um, and even what I did just there, like having to adapt it, that's a, again, a different topic, but having to adapt it. For, for stream because when you do when you do something for 39 years and you do it in a particular way and then um, and you know, started started jamming a long a long time ago it was real hard to retool that mm -hmm. to where it's like am I on mic what is the camera angle of this because I'm a pretty physical gym and I'm a martial artist and I would and a homebrew I'll, I'll act things out and I'll you know whatever and those are just those are all things that I've had to try to in encountering this medium because this is a new medium. Mm -hmm. This medium didn't exist. This medium didn't exist when I started. This medium didn't exist when I had a decade of experience under my belt, you know, as a GM. Absolutely. So I mean, this is this is this is a this is a new thing, and I won't even get started on you know metrics and trying to have shorts and you know, all of those, and the fact that y'all haven't have you know enticed me you know out out of the out of the cave you know as far as you have is, is pretty impressive. Honestly, your social presence has gone up like ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, because I'm like I'm this intensely private, you know, person and, and measured. Everyone and, follow him on Instagram. Oh, God. Yeah. Please. No, I'm changing the name it. now. I'm changing the name it. now. Anyway, does that, does that, I know that was a bit of a far-ranging answer, but it. does you that, know, you does said, that answer it? Yeah, you said uh, theme. Theme was a yeah, big Yeah, I mean, if, if you, yeah, if you had to condense it, condense it down, it's it's theme. I start, I start with theme, and does this serve, serve the theme? What themes? In fact, that's part of, before we break, I definitely want to get one question in for y'all that, that is kind of theme oriented, but. Thank you. <sighs> You're welcome, thank you. Yeah. So these are some questions for the crew. Anyone can answer. Um, so I'm just curious, who's everyone's favorite NPC? Oh, that's fun. <sighs> my knee jerk reaction is to say Alba. But Livia, Livia is actually my favorite oh, NPC. Oh, why Livia? Uh, I think it's the way that Angel plays her, uh, the conversations that she has, the way that she feels very real to me with the pauses and the conversation back and forth between Titus or whoever she's talking to. It's just, I've really been impressed. Not that it's, <laughs> not that it's outside of the norm for you to have impressive characters, but but Livia is by far my favorite character that I've seen so far mm. because it's like a nice blend of femininity, mm. intelligence, leadership, like and still while nurturing the next generation just coming on through. Mm. It's it's impressive to me, and I think that's my care. That's who I say. I love him. I think when we started, because uh, we did the pre-sessions, and it was kind of like her, Catrin's uh, like. Catrin was the first. Anika was the first uh, session that I ever did. So she is the original Darkport character officially. 
Corey and I had talked about the characters first, but she was the she was mm -hmm. the first person that first I ever session. that yeah. I ever actually embodied this world with. Yeah. So like knowing Figulus from like the very beginning is Little just kid. like yeah, as like a, a six year old kid, like is great. Like just his old men mentality, like his grumpiness, like that's who I want to be when I grow up. Like I love him. <laughs> he's great. He just makes me happy. He's I'm so I'm sad that he's cantankerous old Catrin, and she's like, "Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn!" So many crumbs in her house. I love. I love that that Catrin's last. Basically, last words to him were, "I hope you find your peace." Oh my or, god! Find your yeah. peace. That was like it, because that is such a profoundly unselfish thing mm -hmm. to tell someone when that might be the last thing that, the last time that you have a conversation with them. Yeah. You know, I've overseas there were people, and you never know when the last conversation is going to be. And even in the middle of all of that, which I won't get into here and now, but even in the middle of all of that. Um, there was a part of me, and I'm, I'm proud to say this because there's a lot of parts of me that went offline, but there was a part of me that was cognizant of that, mm -hmm. cognizant of that, to try to have, to try to not end, to end things in a, in a good place with people because you didn't know when they were going to danger, if they were going to come back or if you were going to come back. There was no guarantee of any of that. Mm. No, so. it's it's funny, the, um, the behind the scenes story of that is I woke up at 3 a.m. one night, or one morning, uh, and I was like, I hope you find your peace. And I wrote it down oh on a God. piece of paper. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, and I wrote it down wow. on a piece of paper. It's still next to my bed. Like, I'll have to take a picture of it. It's so funny. But I woke up and I was like, why did I think about that? And then that's all I wanted to say wow. that entire session. That's the only wow. thing. Wow. Wow. I was like, let's Baby. go. Wow. I was so excited. Thank you. I Amazing. brought a box of tissues, too, because I thought I was going to cry when I said it. <laughs> now they're gone, but that's totally true. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are crying. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he's my fave. I have an interesting answer to this. Um, it's actually NPC that Angel didn't play. <gasps> It's actually uh, the current magistrate of Pollux that Donnie played. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You liked him the best? <laughs> he was the. I, oh, he dude, was that, he was I fine. tried to black that out of my head. As far as impacting and. Um, I can play a pretty terrible Emotional guy. And, and character building, um, it was the most impacting NPC so far. That absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. Sexist Minor was not great. I wish we could have filmed that. It was it was so early on in the development that we we didn't this didn't exist. I have recorded. recorded. It's not. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Influence is your name, boy. Yep. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and influence that you know who he is today, and in addition to that, um, yeah. So I mean, I played a Samedi in, in a vampire LARP a long time ago, and it reminded me a lot of that. But it, I like good role play. And I look, especially if you do method acting and embodiment, whether it's you know, you know Hannibal Lecter or whatnot, um, to the Joker with with the you know the great Heath Ledger, mm -hmm. and that really helps. It helped me set the mindset of of who my character was, and those are the sort of scenes that are super important to me. Um, and so that so far has been the most. I'm sure there'll be others, um, but that one definitely was, was great. It's my least favorite thing to ever play, but I appreciate that. Oh, Thank you nailed you. the hell out of that. Yeah. Like, I pulled there was a again. point, I grabbed him by the neck, and I was like, what is your name? Like, and Corey's like, god damn. <laughs> we were really intense, yeah. yeah. That was wild. Mm -hmm. No, that was, yes. that, that was a session. Oh. That, was a, that, that was a session where we detailed. Why'd you make her do this? How, what Merrick survived. He had already been captured, and we stopped there, but then I pulled Donnie in because I wanted, mm. I wanted, um, 
I wanted a different, um, and this is why we're going to do some confederates or antagonist uh, NPCs that I have embodied at the table when we're set up for eight, because there is a very pow- there is a powerful thing in having in giving somebody that you trust. I mean, I trust Donnie completely. He's like enormously talented. Stop. Um, that you that you give like here are your marching orders. Now go do the thing. And you're going to see Toby, you know, on here playing one of those characters, and he's going to play the hell out of that character. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's already and he's already improved upon uh, what I gave him, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I love I love seeing that because it, it gives it, it gives no matter how varied you are. And I try to read extensively and understand things from different perspectives and all that. And you know, part of why I study history, um, but it's just different if you have another person's perspective on it and the, what they can bring to bear there to a single point. And you're one angel. You, you know? can't do. We can't blow out all the characters. Well, and you know, and frankly, I'm not a good enough voice actor. And and that's that's been that's yet another topic that you know a, a, another topic that I'm going to address at some point. But like trying to do this in the in the in the age of Mercer or in the age of you know another a, a stupidly talented person, Brennan Lee Mulligan. Who's just like this volcano of of creativity, like trying trying to trying to to portray these characters and do justice to the story that's so important, and that y'all have like just given up, you know, so much time and attention and and, and effort and poured it into. It's really important, and that's one of the things that I'm going to be, you know, sharpening the saw, as you said, you know, earlier, Corey. This during this um, uh, during this now time is I'm really going to try to level up on that and get a couple more voices in the repertoire and you know because that that's a brand new thing I had never done anything like that before um, before we started mm-hmm. you know before we started Darkport so yeah any other favorite NPCs I think we all know who my favorite <laughs> <laughs> shocker it's Figulus too <laughs> although I do I do love Figulus I he's love I, he's a great character but I mean come on Griff, I guess I guess why, I guess my question why what is it that what is it that grabbed you about Griff. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that didn't grab me? Um, I think I think for me, I actually, I talked about this with my husband when I went home. I was like, yeah. this is, like, this is therapy, I think. I'm, I'm going on 14 years with my husband. And there was something about Griff that was like, whoa, like, what is this new part of me that's being activated in this way? And I think for Griff, there was just like, he's just so, um, he's just so masculine, but like so embodied masculine. Mm -hmm. And there's not, there's no, like, there's no threat about a strong woman. There's no intimidation about someone. Quite quite the contrary. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like there's, and interestingly, when I first got with my husband, I asked him who his celebrity crush was and his answer, like, won me over forever. He said Sigourney Weaver from Ooh. Alien. Ooh. And I was yes. like, this is yes. this, this yes. for me. Yes. Like, I yes. just knew no. at that oh, point, right? Yeah. And so now it kind of makes sense, like, why when I play with Griff and there's, like, she's strong and she's just, like, so badass. And when Griff is not intimidated by it, but also, like, gives it some, like, I, I'm kind of like... This maybe is showing me all of the things that's great about my relationship, and and like because it's fourteen years, you don't have that like you know after initial, a while you, you yeah, don't have that initial it's, it's, like yeah. like polar polarity. Yeah. You have it every day in your life, but you work together as a team. Yep. But when I met Griff again, I was like, there's this new person on the scene. But it kind of reminded me of how I felt when I first met my husband. Aww. I'll just I'll just give you this one nugget because I'm just for the for our faraway friends, I'm. Very, not only is this not scripted, I am like crazy careful about what I say. I mean, I live, I live with Randy, and I, I do not 
I mentioned virtually nothing about the game, but I'll just give you this little nugget. Because of your interactions with Griff, that whole plot line, maybe when the campaign's over, I'll tell you it was quote unquote supposed to happen, that whole plot line shifted. Oh, really? Oh, yes, ma'am. I love when that happens. That oh, whole yeah. plot line shifted considerably, and we're not, and it's not over yet. Well, thanks God. <laughs> but it's only role play. But it's for, those, a, for those LARPers out there that hear yeah, that. Yeah, but it, but but it's only role play. So well 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 done, well done. Because he's a force and he had a mission, and that is not an easy thing to deflect. Mm -hmm. You know, and but mm. but you did. Well, <laughs> you changed it by enough enough degrees over here. You know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, obviously, Vale's the easy go-to, but I would have to say Retilius. Rutilius. Yeah, I think him being more so of the actual compassion of a father, mm. of not having any of that and kind of always being that staple for him and keeping his head cool, and just being like, oh, I love you, you old fool. Like, that yeah. kind of shit. It's just <laughs> yeah. so great. It's yeah. basically insulting back to forth, but, like, there's actually a true connection. And then, obviously, Vale is huge, because that was, honestly, everyone saw the drawing of her, and I was like, "This she's going to come and destroy Jeremetrum immediately. And I was like, thank God for those rolls and fucking playing Charming. I think that shifted a little bit, but yeah, it's been a fucking awesome. Since that's an ongoing thing, I won't, I won't belabor the point too much, uh, <laughs> Donnie, but what are, what, what do you feel in those, um, what do you feel in those scenes that, that speaks to you when, when Titus and, Titus and Lucretia are, are on screen together? I think it's like the only understanding that they both have with everyone, like can only have with each other based off of their blood, their position, mm -hmm. their honor, their lore, their everything is they are the only two that actually understand it. Like Livia to a point, obviously, but... But she's not a warrior. Yes. Yeah. And it's like there's a baron. We're in a different that. way, but yeah. Yeah. And it's like just the chosen of that is just like, yeah, it's the only other parallel to him is her, mm. you know? Yeah. And vice versa. She wasn't kidding when she said, I did not expect to find you in the North. Red, green, gold. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The colors yep. are there. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no. Her perspective changed. Again, context. Yeah. Beautiful. How about you? I love Tipo. Tipo? Tipo! Tipo! I gotta say. I gotta say. No, for real. Because, like, I don't know much about D&D. I haven't done any, any gaming before this, and when you started, when you went to Tipo, I was just like, <laughs> right off the bat. I remember just like, my body was just reacting, and I was like, oh my god, like, Angel's like, really taking this one on, and like, it expanded. We don't get to do many, many batshit crazy characters in this game. I love it. I love there it. are because this is a you know this is a <sighs> locked on cast and 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 NPCs. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it was just wild. I was just like, oh my god, I'm so affected. Like I was really scared. I was really glad you were I'm here. Really fucking scared too. Yeah. I mean, it was I like a wild ride, and I liked that. I liked the fact that I was so moved by you just. Putting on a character like that. I thought someone spiked your drink. <laughs> I also wasn't expecting the voice. Oh my god, I'm it was not so good wild. At voice shut up. Yeah, you're amazing. You're talented. Yeah, yeah, you shut up. Uh, <laughs> but you did that voice, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh no. Who is this? 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 Who is
this. I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> true so embodiment good. of something. I'm so sorry. Also, just reflecting on the voice acting thing, like, Roth, like, the Mistress Great. of the Bloody oh Soil, God, your really? voice is Fuck fantastic. Yeah. Like, mm. it is <laughs> so harrowing. I can't tell you. Like, it gets yeah. into my bones. Yeah, it so is So, really actually, scary. like, yeah, I'm not, it, you're, so you're actually, amazing. You're yeah. Well, I I appreciate that. Y'all y'all are lovely and biased, and I appreciate every, every second of it. I guess, I mean, it's always harder when you're on this side of it and you just see your flaws. You, ju yeah. you just see the mistakes, you see the beats that you missed, you see the, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, the shortcomings and, and all of that. But you still be a good basketball player and not be Michael Jordan, for example. Exactly. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, but you I mean, are there's Michael there's, Jordan. There are <laughs> levels there. Or LeBron or whoever, right? Exactly. I had uh, I had one for you, but I, I don't want to cheat the audience if they if you have some more audience questions. Oh yeah, I mean I had one more of my question, and then there are like go for it a few, go, go uh, but like it. it's it's getting there. I don't know how are you guys feeling. Like you know, it's twenty three. Yeah. Happy to go yourself. for like another fifteen. Sure, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm curious, like genuinely, like Tatiana is wondering. Um, <laughs> how, how has like what's the hell? How has being on camera been for you guys? Like, has it like especially as people who've been gaming for a while, like mm. long time? Like, has it changed anything for you? Has it opened up anything for you? Like, I'm just curious. I kind of just ignore it. Same. Like, it's I don't I don't really care about it. You do I, a very good job of that. I don't care. You just because I've ga I've gamed with I've gamed with her. Yeah. Off. Mm -hmm. Off camera as well, yeah, and you just it's as a player. The same. And I just, yeah. I'll like look into the camera and be like, aha, like yeah. I'll do, I'll do the yeah. stupid shit, I'll do the yeah. stupid shit. And you just gym from the office. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she does. It's, it's great. Just, I love it. But that's just like my kooky nature. So it's like I, I don't. Care. Just her reaction videos. It is. It's just always like my face doing stupid stuff. Speaking of supercuts, okay, oh, yeah. if we have to have Domini Domini supercut, we have to have Stop. a supercut of Anika's reactions. Yes, does it no. do anything for you to be in a studio like this? Does it change anything? I love this table. Yeah, uh, this yeah. I think was a huge game changer when I walked in. When we all walked in and like saw yeah. it, and I was just like, "Holy!" I finally shit. got a surprise on Angel. Angel always yeah. has secrets. Yeah. And I kept this whole entire <laughs> studio for months. He knew about the yeah. background drawings. That was collaboratory, but he never actually yes. saw the physical space until these yeah. guys came in. And and I think that it, it changed a lot because it was just like, "Holy shit! This is so real." Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean camera like on camera like I yeah whatever cool love you all yeah. <laughs> but I just don't I don't pay attention the to first it. stream was nerve-wracking and then the second started it was the same I was like oh it's just the same hanging out buddies you know yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it and how about yeah I, I'll just expand the question to like being in a space like this like does it change anything for you does it open anything for you does it um, just change the way you see gaming uh, yeah it made me level up my game for sure a hundred percent, and it's like it's more not so much of the actual physical space, but the amount of time and dedication that everyone around the table put into this game mm -hmm. makes me want to play that much, you know, like mm -hmm. be that much better at a character or as myself. So, the environment, absolutely, people around it, more importantly. But yeah, the cameras are great. Uh, the studio's great. I love everything about it. But yeah, cool. I like to play with you guys more than all this. Love it. I mean, the ambiance, the music, the decorations, um, costumes. From my 15 years of LARPing days back in the, in the world darkness, um, when you had all that together, it really set the tone, and you can really embody 
the environment better because you can see it as well as just imagine it. And it just created an energy that was super, really, really nice and important to, to, to promote um, the in-character actions and role play. And some of the best scenes I've ever acted role play through were in these nice LARPing environments. Oh. Uh, yeah, so. And the, as far as cameras, uh, I've done a lot of like public speaking for conferences on my earlier lives, and so they filmed it. Uh, that part wasn't as much. Obviously paying attention to the camera a little bit in terms of, you know, you're not picking your nose or stuff like that, you know. Obviously you don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? What are you doing here? I don't know. No, but, um, <laughs> but if anything, I, I, the one thing is the photos, the amount of photos now of me that are out there. I mean, it's one thing to have 10, 15, 20. <laughs> you're very used to it, but I feel like we're, like we're all like models now because literally there's there's so many cuts and takes of everyone out there. Yeah. It's only to get more and more, and you just gotta be okay with, with, with having bad shots, good shots, any shots of your, just be Red real authentic. Yeah. Red hair. <laughs> the, the cameras, well actually, Randy, did you have something that you wanted to add? Uh, about the sure. cameras or experience or whatever. Uh, I actually don't pay attention to the cameras until I'm watching the actual whatever it is. And then I'll back, yeah. yeah, and then uh, and then I'll notice like, why are you looking at Nalishly so much? Stop looking at <laughs> 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 she's pretty. Because she's stop more stop yeah. doing this or stop <laughs> doing that. So I had to really school myself on how to just accept that it's a camera. It's gonna catch everything. It's fine. Three hours. It's oh, fine. Yeah. 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 I'm playing with dice. Um, <laughs> no, stacking my dice. <laughs> stacking Those are rituals. Yeah. Yes. But as for this table and this room and everything that goes with it, I, unlike most of you, I think Nalishi was the only other, or Ali was the only other person who didn't. Uh, I never had a chance to play on the ground, you know, like when you were sitting at home and just having a your preschool session. So this was the first experience and the first. Um, this is Darkport for you. Yeah, yeah. this really is Jeremantum for me, right? So it's just like, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, if we sat down at on at home and sat down and had a homebrew game with this, it would eventually start yeah. feeling like that. But sure. for now, at my existence, it's, this is yeah. like, this right here is Jeremantum. This right here is the rest of the world, you know? And I... I like that. I, <laughs> I, like, I like that. It gives me a sense of connection to it when every time I sit down at this chair, at this table, with these people, that we're all like building a world together, you know? Yeah, we are. So that's for me what it's like. Cool. We hold the line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, <laughs> first, the, the first time I ever walked in here, it was, I, you know, I, I was. I had film of that. I, mm -hmm. I was, it was stunning to me because thinking about all the time, all the effort, all the labor, all the money, just all, everything that had to pull together that, you know, that these, these people who loved me have, feel so strongly about supporting me about something that's just started off as a one-off comment, you know, um, you know, I, bl you know, blame Toby for getting, for him ever showing me what an actual play was and, and all of that, our, our assistant, our brilliant assistant producer. And yeah, walking in here was, was like my god you know i you know i knew that you were gonna that it was gonna be beautiful but to actually be in here and to feel the energy of it you know mm -hmm. um sometimes before stream depending on what's happening i'll just i'll come in this room by myself and just i will and i'll just sit and i'll and i'll just breathe you know and and let myself let my let my mind it's almost meditation mm -hmm. in a way Especially if I know that that session is going to be emotionally difficult for me, um, 
a lot of times stuff, you know, obviously is documented now, you know, stuff just creeps up on me. But um, if I know I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a hard one, then I'll, I'll do that to just really sink into the space and, and try to be as present as possible so that I can still, so that I can still, you know, tell, tell a story to the best of my ability. I think it's also, too, the equivalent, the other room uh-huh. that people don't see. And it's like all the work that goes into... <laughs> oh, my God. All the shit oh, that yeah. goes into no, that. We need, we need oh, yeah. to do, like, a behind-the-scenes... <laughs> you should. ...behind-the-scenes thing There's... where you see, like, how Justin is like a freaking octopus back there just manipulating... Yeah. <laughs> just film so him, filming things. him, I mean, it's filming like literally, yeah, yeah. It's like literally it's a one-man... film watching yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, watching Lord of the Rings, right. <laughs> right, nice callback. Good, good, good callback. Hey. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The other thing that, unfortunately, so when we design this, you, you don't get everything right. One of the things that, I mean, what, what I'm talking about right is is the placement of the phoenixes that no one ever gets to see because of the way the camera angles are. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're beautiful and the, and the way the tail wraps around and they have a, there's a lot of hitting mean, and I'll just leave it at that, Easter eggs in a lot of the things that happen in this world. <laughs> and it was, you know, if we had to redo it again, maybe the phoenix would be closer in or whatnot because it's just, we didn't understand the layout and everything, so just hopefully Justin will will get angles mm-hmm. where they can actually see the full breadth of the angel side. Brown statues that no one else can see that you guys got all set Those huge brown statues. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> been a whole thing about like how much to show in the shot and like do you do you want to show the microphones and and everything and how much how immersion breaking would that be and you know there's the whole that's an ongoing that's an definitely an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, I had a question. I had a question for you. Okay. I wanted to know, Tatiana, as you were the only person at this table who had never gamed before at all, because, Ali, you hadn't done it extensively, but you'd had some exposure to it before. And growing up, as it were, in this environment is very different from a traditional, um, you know, sitting around a kitchen table or living room floor, as I want to do. Um, as as, Don, as Donnie's hips can test, you know, oh Montessori circle. <laughs> yeah, Montessori <laughs> circle style. Exactly. Just, you know, that's how I roll as a GM. Back dies. Um, <laughs> so Just help me. How how has how has this experience? And this can be you know as limited or as broad as you want. How has this experience been for you? What expectations did you have coming in? What have you retooled? What are you still figuring out? Like, however you want to answer that, I'm just fascinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are, you're, you know, you're a, you're a, an incredibly intelligent, insightful human, and it's very rare that I have the privilege of having someone at the table who a has never gamed before at all, b is is juggling all the things that you do, you know, because you, you're also doing things behind the you're, you're also doing things behind the scenes. You're not just playing. And and C is as curious and open, you know, as mm-hmm. as you are, to whatever whatever comes. I mean, you 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 especially just you know, because again, you hadn't game before. Like you put a huge amount of trust in me mm-hmm. to to come here. And these are like some real stuff that we that we get into, and we're gonna go further. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I've wanted to ask you that for a while, but this seemed like the right the right mm-hmm. time and the right place to do that. I hope you don't yeah. feel ambushed. No, not at all. No, um, I mean, it's been a really curious journey for me mm-hmm. on a lot of levels. And, like, one, like, I don't know, I trust you, Angel, probably more than most people. Like, so it, it's easy to uh, easy to follow your your invitation. Um, but I also, you know, I, I do like to trust life and, and see where it takes me. It's 
been interesting uh, to do so, and really, like, I'd say 98% of the time goes really well. Um, so on one level, like, it's been, like, really rewiring my brain because there's so many things to be aware of that I've, I'm just not used to the language, I'm not used to the way this stuff works, I'm not used to, like, even your level and depth of storytelling. Sometimes I'm like, holy shit, where are we going? What is this? Like, the first time I sat <laughs> down with the club. Yeah, <laughs> join the club. The first time I sat down with you guys, I was like, I don't know if you, I mean, my I mind, remember, my remember, eyes. You were, you were, like, just sitting back going, whoa, that's a my lot. Idea, Cornelia. Yeah. <laughs> I needed those sessions not on screen. Like, I could not have been someone who just jumped in here. I would have been like, conked out so like but my brain has genuinely expanded like I know that and I feel that and like and even that first session I was like wow my listening skills kind of suck like I'm not catching everything and as we've been playing I'm like oh wow I'm like strengthening all of that and just like I also feel like it is quite a vulnerable experience to be a coming-of-age character in a way. Like, Waysa doesn't have it all figured out at all, and, you know, she's not this, like, seasoned warrior that's, like, can just, like, you know? She's, like, finding her way, and I think it's, like, really apt for me to be finding my way here in... Parallel. Yeah, it's a good parallel, for <laughs> sure. Um, I catch you. Parallel, and I'm also just like incredibly grateful because, like, I just know for a fact that you guys are just like top, top class people to play with. Like, I know there's a lot of bullshit that goes on, I know there's a lot of people who take up all the space. There's like just like stuff, and I feel like everyone here is so welcoming and, and awesome and talented in their own way, and um, deep. And I'm just like, oh, cool, I got to like slide on into like. A really nice spot here. Um, I don't have to like go through the muck. So I don't know. It's been it's been very it's been very interesting. Very. Uh, I know that it's working me in ways that I can't even totally know. And it's also grounded me. I've been a very um, avid, fluid, free flying person, and having something like this to come back to every week. Every Tuesday. Week. Every, yeah. every Tuesday, Tuesday is like yep, changed my entire structure of my life right now. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for trusting me to, no. to jump in because I'm, you know, I've never seen anyone pick up the game quicker than you. Aww. I swear. You're yeah. so great. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're really flying. Thanks, oh guys. Very impressive. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. You know, there have been times where I'm like, wow, I, I'm, you know, I'm just I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, so You don't feel like I'm that when you finish yeah, the Journal Entry. Yeah. We're all like, come on! <laughs> yeah, no, your, your, your writing ability is... Oh, it's is amazing. Well, all these gods and men, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 What's going on? It's also been like an, an amazing creative outlet for me, because I, I used to act more, and I used to um, write more, and um, this has all been like a great opportunity for me to get my feet wet. So, thanks. Yeah. Donnie, you better get your question in because we're. Oh no, I'm good. Okay. You're question. good. Um, oh, okay. So okay, um, let's just do one question from Melissa. Oh yeah, Melissa, we love yeah. Melissa. Our winner, our our winner Ooh, of the trivia, season long trivia, trivia queen, man, seriously. Um, so anyone can answer this. What was your favorite scene with your character to play out? Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a hell of a way to end it. I love oh, that. No. I love that. That's a good one. 
Hmm. Oh, that was easy for me. <laughs> that was, Do it. That was bringing Servilia back. Mm. Like that scene epic. when I used the fate point, had to use a fate point just to bring her back. Thank you, Anika. That she couldn't leave. Yeah, for I was just like, oh, wait, that's right. We do have fate, right? Oh, yeah. All right, everybody? Cool. Yeah? Great. I'm doing it. Yes. <laughs> Second episode. Mm. And you already elevated the role play to that level, Randy. It was scary as shit. <laughs> like, awesome. I was more afraid of losing her than I was of just fighting the role, dude. Like, it was crazy. Anyway, that's yeah. my favorite right there. Mm. Thank you. Mine was with Oe Kappa, for sure. I mean, yeah, like, clearly. It was, um, like, it definitely, it left me stumped, and it left me, like, bemused, and then at the end it was really emotional and, and intense and sad. Had every flavor and all the range that I love in um, in any scene, my favorite scenes. Return to the kitchen for me. That was an emotional um, scene that lasted at least 24 hours. So where we ended, and I was just kind of like, didn't have anything to say at the end of, of my uh, vignette when you were with me. It's just because I was I was lost in that emotion because mm. um, I was feeling confused in character and as Corey at the time about about a religion and, and not knowing, questioning my religion and questioning whether or not the great mother left me there or or and then Roth is telling me these lies or is it the truth? And she had enough knowledge to, to convince me that it was and do I die? Do I not die because I, I have a bigger cause in the dream and therefore I make these choices even though I don't like them? So that was just a very emotional um, and then People don't know about toes per se, but maybe that will come up in the future. Yeah, that'll, that'll but happen. there's a lot of emotional stuff that happened before that. That that kitchen is, it, it's. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it's, it's equivalent to almost being going back to like, um, like the furnace for a Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that sort of emotional attachment, mm -hmm. and you weren't part of the, of the precursor stuff, which Johnny was part of, but that's where I'm drawing that from, and it's um, it's a little emotional, and I'm grateful because it's taking me places that I wouldn't have gone if I didn't have this character and the theme around it to, to play out. Beautiful. Thank you. Fuck, give me a minute. I gotta think of one. <laughs> You know, catching on the show. That was probably one of my favorite playthroughs by far, especially oh, yeah. rewatching it when I go, but you'll make the right call and you go, fucker. And I was like, that's <laughs> Anika. And then you go back, okay, it's Catherine. It was like the quickest switch I saw. God yeah, damn. yeah, I love that. And then uh, Aurelius Field, probably one of the pre session videos about going yeah. home. That was really that was fun good. for me. Yeah. We may eventually have to find some way to release that one because that, that has stuff, because yeah. that, that's Nilishly's origin story. Yeah. You know? no, that was or, or even cuts of it, at least. Yeah. We can tease oh, some cuts. Yeah. That was like my first. Play that was like the first game session. Yeah. that I had with you guys, and I was like, I just, "All right, I'm in." I just threw. I know. I just, I just and, and I just took Allie. Wasn't Nilish? It was a yeah. I just took her. I did not tell her in case. Don't spoil anything in case we do release that. Yeah. I just gave her a character, mm -hmm. and yeah. you played the heck out of that character. I love that, by the way. Watching you go through your first moments of life, like, what does a dandelion taste like? I don't know. Let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool watching yeah. that. Yeah, and it felt so real too. Yeah. Like just. It felt real, like this person, would, this creature, would be having these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I'll, I'll it's really give cool, Angel compliments to this too. I mean, it's just he's done 
it's in a lot of uh, first or very unusual ways to bring concepts like like okay fine there's you know there's golems in the world you know D and D stuff but how to bring it into a, a real way of doing it, in this case you know a construct. Um, how would that actually happen in this magical world? Mm. Uh, it, it's because you don't just snap your fingers. Like, what's the process? Uh, everything in life has a process. Everything. The leveling up during a, a sex scene, you know. They steal sharpened steel. <laughs> just new stuff, you know. You couldn't cut out my heart. That was great. Probably one of my favorite scenes too. That was great. Yeah. That was a really good. That was really good. Um, do you have one? I do. It's everyone has all these like deep ones, and I'm just like thinking about that fucking chair. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking about. That was a fun one. I just yes. With Lady Julia, yeah. in that, and I was just like, this yeah. is it has to happen. This is hilarious, oh, and just like the reroute to it, and I was like, sorry, Angel, but <laughs> it was just so funny. Like, that was a blast. I love the goofy, but mm. I don't know. But I I agree with you though, because it. I love how real, this is kind of shifting, but I love how real everything kind of has to be because with Katrin, she has to pull mana. She has to do all that stuff. And there's a way to do it, and it's so specific. And like, every scene that, you know, we have to kind of explain what we're doing. It's important. And I love that. So that's a lot of my favorite stuff is just like getting into that nitty gritty detail. Because if we didn't do that from the outside world, the character becomes so much less Nuanced and so much less fleshed out. Yeah. If all of it is, well, I'm casting, I'm, I'm casting, you know, flame bolt or whatever. Right. I mean. Like it, it's, it's not. That's not what that experience is for her. This is central to her. She was born in the river. She was born in the internal river. So it's like literally, she doesn't know any other way of being. I feel like it'd be super lame if it was just like firebolt, and it's just like, come on, man, do better. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Me? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know. I really, no one, no one's experienced this except me and Angel, but like my first session with you was such an eye opener for me and was also epic because I mean, back where Wace is from and in Mm -hmm. her world and. Which we will get to eventually. (laughs) One way or the other, one way or the other. Yep. Where is she from? What goes on there? We'll get there. But yeah, it was just, yeah, there was just so, it was such a surprising, high quality experience and I just felt like. And you went for it. You just, you just Mm -hmm. went right with me. Yeah, well, I trust you. Angel's prologue sessions are the best. I'm telling they you, are. this is why we love them. Oh, yeah. This is why I've been gaming for them for so long. I can't do other DMs. I mean, I tried. They're okay, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just taking the thread, taking uh, the threads, and you have to have the individual threads be individual threads, and then you can see how they weave together. It's oh, a yeah. very short version of that. Yeah, it's just impacted everything from for this character and, and how I've been playing since. So. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fate of the Eight too. Even that being a pre. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was the first like emotional one that we played through. Damn. The first yeah, four. Yeah, we were Yeah, you were incredible. You were incredible with that. I said four words. That was all I said, and it was one of my favorite sessions. Cowboy rulebook. Never pass up a good opportunity to shut up. It's hard, for, <laughs> hard for dining. Is that, is that, very hard for me. Is that still your favorite scene? That was one of my favorite scenes for sure. But no, uh, Lady Vale scenes have always been great. Uh, Perrin was probably one of my favorites too. Perrin, that was all Can't really let you all die good. Because I'm too weak was probably one of my favorite lines ever. Yeah, that was that was off. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the off scenes. All you. of us <laughs> crying around the goddamn team. Yeah, that, that was, was the first time playing with you. No, yeah. yeah, it was good. <laughs> 
after she saved you. Yes. Yeah, and she goes, worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I'm always cracking. Oh yeah. Uh, my favorite scene has yet to happen. What? We will see. We will see if it unfolds. One of the sweet, uh, and I know we're kind of over budget here now, but um, one of the sweet, sweet things about being a game master and a storyteller is when you've been anticipating this moment, sometimes for real life years, and you've been building up and you've been assiduously forming all of the all of the pieces around it and all of the variables. And then every once in a blue moon, something gets to slot in and it's magic. And I get to see how, what this incredible, you know, cast of super talented people does with that idea. And there's, I, there's, there's a moment I'm looking forward to it, and of course, you know, characters characters may die in this next session, so that that uh, that changes things. But even still, just getting to because it's to tie this to end. I think to end it with theme, uh, because it it's one of those moments that I think. First off, I've never seen in gaming before. I've been I've been gaming gaming for 39 years, jamming for 39 years. I got stuck being the game master at the beginning of my little friend group. <laughs> that, that was the end of that. Never seen this scene before. Never, never seen a scene. What, what I, one of the one that I'm looking forward to. One of many, many that I'm looking forward to. But it's it is the crystallization of sacrifice and the indomitability of the human spirit. Mm. And that is what I'm trying to explore the most in this. Even as hopefully all are getting many other things, you know, love and devotion and introspection and growth and you know all of that, a renewal of faith, like all of that. Mm. So I'm 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 real I'm really looking forward. I do kind of love our scenes as Livy and Titus though. They're so fun. <laughs> you just there's the, like so that like that like that bat that 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 sibling that back twin and forth. speak. And I'm this so one. happy to play it through with you because it is just a hundred percent the 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 back and forth and like be, like like beating you beating you with the scroll. And oh yeah, stuff. I was just it, like there's a there's a love and a, and, and all of that. I just, yeah, I, it's like a brotherhood of us as friends. I, I love that. Is that I yeah. love that too. That's yeah, my love for sure. Aww, beautiful. I feel like I feel like we could just chatter on for hours about this. Oh my but, god, but, we very much could, yeah, but but we don't have real life. Got babies to go to. Yeah. We have things. Real life intrudes and presses even on middle Flugerville, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. There are a few questions that we didn't get to, and, okay. I, and I could say that we could maybe, you know. Uh, was there questions from the Discord or? Yeah, so, yeah the Discord. Yeah, so sure. we can all answer them on there, whoever wants to. For sure. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's safe to say I think that this has been a good experience. Really good experience. Uh, yeah, really good experience. Yeah. Loved it. And maybe. Um, Maybe this is something that we do again. Yeah. Right. So we have like at the end of the next arc, like or every fortnight or, whatever. or something like that. Um, okay. Uh, Tatiana, do you want to? Since I don't have to game master tonight, do you, do you want to? You want to end us? Sure. Uh, thank you all who are here tuning in and just being willing to get to know us all as not just characters but as people and being part of our journey together. It's been really sweet, really lovely being with all of you tonight. I feel like we all got to jam and get to know each other and I learned all kinds receive. of things. Yeah, now right. I know who to harass Craft for the next master. prop. For the next prop instead of my clumsy fingers done? trying to do things. Son of a bitch. <laughs>
Aww. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a really happy December. Absolutely. I know it gets wild out there. Stay grounded, hydrated. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be trying to put some things out for storytelling side. Yeah. We really appreciate everyone who's watching and supporting us. Yeah. Like I said, you take this journey with you. Do this for a journey, and anyone who's enjoying it and with us is uh, it's awesome. Spread the word, spread the love. Yeah. Like and subscribe. There's some, there's Send it to your friends. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tatiana, for hosting. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Thank you. Now for the last.